This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. It's a morning bulletin here on the Blood Red channel as we bring you your must-know stories from this morning's reports. I'm Guy Clark and on Tuesday the 13th of October, these are your top stories. Liverpool received triple fitness boost in time for the Merseyside derby. Beware the wounded animal, warns former Red prior to Goodison visit. We'll look inside the summer's COVID transfer market, whilst Ronald Koeman confirms Vinaldum interest and Billy Bean to walk as FSG prepare to give him new base. All to come here on the Morning Bulletin from Blood Red. Alongside me, our Blood Red editor, Paul Wheelock. Wheelock, we may be in the uh, international break, but we've still plenty to come and we've already got through plenty already this last week on the Blood Red channel. Yeah, it's usually a quiet time, isn't it, Guy, uh, when there's no club football to concentrate on, but then all this uh, project big picture and then the pay-per-view, pay-per-view fiasco and then obviously something we're going to talk about later on the show about Billy Bean and potential investments into the uh, Fenway Sports Group, which could have an impact on Liverpool. It's kept us busy these last couple of a couple of days and, uh, yeah, before we know it, it'll be Wednesday, Thursday and we'll be turning our concentration to the Merseyside Derby on Saturday. So, yeah, the rest of the wicked anyway. It's only four days away then, the Merseyside derby, and I don't know if it's working from home and knowing there's not going to be any fans in the stadium, but it's not really had the sort of feel of a derby week yet. I'm sure all the build-up's going to start coming thick and fast from here on in, though. But uh, for the Reds, an injury boost of sorts has been reported this morning, Paul, by our friends at the Mirror. Yeah, David Malik, friend of the show, as you say, he's been on plenty of our podcast in the, in the past, reported yesterday. Uh, that, yeah, a couple of really big boosts uh, for Liverpool that Sadio Mane and Thiago Alcantara can play in the Merseyside derby on Saturday, as I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast will be aware. Both players tested positive for, for coronavirus in the recent times. Uh, I think Thiago missed the games against Arsenal and Villa, and Mane missed the game against Villa. Uh, it stopped them going away and playing for their countries during this international break. Uh, but now both are back in training, according to David Maddock. Uh, they've, they've had further tests and they've come back all clear. Uh, and yeah, they are they're ready to resume proper group activities with, with the rest of the players this week. And it's a, it's a huge boost, isn't it? You know, we've seen against Villa that there were a lot of players who were, were off form. And I don't think it was anywhere near a true reflection of just how good this Liverpool side can be. But there's no getting away from it, how big a player Sadio Mane is for, for this Liverpool team, not only the goals he brings, but also the, the kind of tempo and the ferocity he presses with from the front. So, uh, and, and Thiago, we've only seen him for 45 minutes, haven't we? But he looked mightily impressive against Chelsea uh, at Stamford Bridge a few weeks ago. So, yeah, a massive boost for Liverpool. And I'm sure, like the rest of us here at the Echo and all fans will be keeping out for any training ground pitches that come out in the, in the next couple of days because it will be a, a nice sight when we see them back on the training field. But according to, to David Maddock, that, that's already happened. You know, they're training now again and they're, they're, they're ready to play on Saturday, which is, which is timely really because we don't know what's going to happen with the rest of this week. There's still a lot of international games to be played. Uh, and I know ju- during this, this same story, David Maddock actually uh, talks about the fact that reportedly Naby Keita, another Liverpool midfielder, is, is tested positive for coronavirus while on international duty with his country, Guinea. Liverpool have not commented on this, and I think Pep Linders and and Jurgen Klopp have been on record to say that they will only comment on on things like this if the the player wants to make it known that he has been tested positive for coronavirus. So this has not been confirmed, but uh, David Maddox reporting that Cater tested positive uh, with four other members of the Guinea team uh, while preparing for friendly games against Cape Verde and Gambia in Portugal. 
and then he went into a, immediate isolation. Uh, and now he's waiting up results of a follow-up test. And if, if that's positive too, he will be forced into quarantine for at least another week. And that, that would mean he missed the game at Everton and the first Champions League match against Ajax next Wednesday. So, yeah, I think it's something that's affected Liverpool, obviously, because we've, we've seen it with Mane and we've seen it with Thiago and even Jordan Shaqiri uh, had a, 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 a positive test while playing for Switzerland. But obviously that's changed now and he's, he's been able to play for his national team. But Liverpool, like so many teams across the course of this year, I think it's just something that they're going to have to get used to. But the good news is, yep, Mane, uh, Thiago back in training. Thiago's been pitched around the city, going on a walk across Liverpool. So it looks good and it looks like both will be back for Saturday. Yeah, and another part of that, Andy Robertson picked up a booking, I think it was, in, in Scotland's uh, last outing. So he's going to miss their game uh, tomorrow evening, I think it is. So he can come back early from international breaks. So Robertson, Mane and Thiago all likely to be available for Jurgen Klopp at Goodison Park on Saturday. And I suppose that will give the Reds lineup a different look from the outing at Villa Park with, as you say, Mane and Thiago, of course, having missed that one. And on that, and I promise we won't mention the result too much more, but Danny Murphy's been writing his column for the Mail Online, Wheelow, and he, he sent out a warning message to Everton ahead of the derby, given that result against Villa. Yeah, there's, there's probably for the... It's 10 years, isn't it, to, to this weekend since Everton last won a Merseyside derby, and there have been times over that period where they've gone into games like this with confidence high after a great run of results or being high in the table or, you know a new signing or what have you. And, but this time it feels like if, if Everton are ever going to end this feud, it would be this weekend, given the fact that they've won the first seven and the, the top of the league. But Danny Murphy rightly points out that this will be a Liverpool team that is a wounded animal. You know, it's they've, they've hardly lost the game over these last few years on the Jurgen Klopp. Uh, and they've certainly, uh, in my mind, never lost a game in the fashion that they did at, at Aston Villa. And it, it's almost... It could be, you know, it could it could have been the worst thing that could have happened to Everton because, say, if Liverpool had lost by a goal or two at Villa, people may have just said, "Well, listen, it happens. Get on with it." And maybe, but maybe this was the kick up the backside. I'm not saying they needed, but just a reminder that even in this Premier League, if they drop their famed intensity levels, you know, you can be on the end of a shock or a beating. And we've seen with Everton so far, they've scored a lot of goals. They're obviously a lot more attacking than they were last season so it is a danger for Liverpool but Danny Murphy's right this you've got to remember this is a Liverpool team that had swept aside all before them uh, and, and certainly last season and for large parts of the season before that if it wasn't for you know an unbelievable effort from Manchester City and he's saying that without the fans at Goodison uh, and, and, and with Mane back and with Henderson back and with Thiago back with real leaders back in this team I think it's almost like a little warning to Everton fans that who may be expecting that this could be not an easy win for, for for the Blues, but just this could be the time to to end that hoodoo, as I say. But Liverpool will mean, will mean business. It's a it's a really interesting piece, to be honest, because he talks also in about in about Joe Gomez because he was one of the people who came in, one of the players, I should say, who came in for the most criticism against Aston Villa, and he actually thinks it's a time to to pull him out of the firing line, give him a bit of a rest, try and get his form back on, into shape, and, and play Fabinho. But uh, in the main premises of of the article that's on the Daily Mail now is that. Yep, Everton are in great shape. They could even conceivably be considered favourites given the form that they've showed. But this Liverpool team will mean business. And especially, as I say, when you've got players like Thiago, Mane and Henderson back. 
Yeah, I can't wait to see how the, the derby plays out. Usually very tight and cagey affairs, certainly at Goodison, but Liverpool, of course, do have that wrong to right, and Everton have been playing some expansive stuff, along with if you think about the crazy nature of the Premier League this season. So probably we're looking at a goalless draw, aren't we? But uh, <laughs> well, Yeah, you know, you know you, you, given what we've seen so far this season, you want a 3-3 three, three or a 4-4, four, four, like some of the classic derbies uh, we've had at Goodison. In the past, that 4-4 one's definitely for our older listeners back in the uh, 1991 season, uh, just before Kenny Dalglish left the club. But uh, no, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I actually would joke about maybe not being many goals in it, but you wonder if Jürgen will 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 get the team tight uh, this week when he actually gets to see them in training. And, and Carlo Ancelotti's proved in the past with Napoli against Liverpool in the recent past that he, he, he can try and find a way of stop Liverpool from playing. So maybe a, a tight game could be what we're, we're in for. Still to come, we'll take a look into the summer's transfer window activity during these uncertain COVID times. Look at how deals were done and Barcelona still circling with their intent for one of the Reds' midfield linchpins. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. £1.26 billion. Pounds. That's how much Premier League clubs spent during the summer transfer window, despite the uncertainty around the COVID-19 crisis. Of course, that once again topping the spending across Europe's top five leagues with Syria coming in second, spending just over half the Premier League's outlay, just over £685 million. Pounds. And whilst the German Bundesliga clubs actually only shelled out £290 million. So uh, looking into how deals came about and how they been structured and who won the transfer window. Transfer expert expert Fabrizio Romano Wilo has been uh, writing a very detailed piece on The Guardian. He has indeed, yeah. I'd uh, definitely recommend it, checking it out. I think me and you, mate, like, like everyone over the course of this uh, transfer window has been uh, checking out Fabrizio Romano's Twitter feed. I think Matt Addison, who obviously regularly does this show with us, was saying that his Twitter followers have uh, tripled over the course of this year from 700,000 to 2.1 million because he's uh, obviously a font of knowledge and gossip. Uh, and this kind of piece in The Guardian that we regularly write for just rounded all up about some of the winners and losers in the in the transfer market and Everton Liverpool are included in that. You know, they also pay tribute to Manchester United. He thinks they've Got a great signing in the young Atalanta winger, Ahmad Traore, I think mm-hmm. he's say, and uh, Tottenham also get uh, hail for some of the business they've done. But in terms of Liverpool, it's it's quite a nice little interesting tale about someone we spoke about on this podcast already this morning. It's uh, Thiago. He, he basically says that in June, he, he showed up at the uh, Bayern Munich offices to sign his contract extension with the club because uh, obviously he was only had a year left on his deal at that time and a, a club photographer had come down to, to get all the photos and get it ready for, for the site and, and, and the press and uh, he said actually I need another day to think about it I'll, I'll, I just need to talk about my family and I'll, I'll come back in and we'll get it all sorted and then supposedly Fabrizio Romano's reporting that 24 hours later yeah he did turn up at the offices again but this time he had uh, tears in his eyes and he said he, he wanted him to, uh, to leave the club and uh, supposedly it was video calls with uh, Jurgen Klopp that convinced him to uh, to turn his back on Bayern after six seasons and, and move over to Liverpool. And another interesting facet of this, he says that there was last-minute attempts from Barcelona to get Thiago back to uh, to the to the Camp Nou, so, which I hadn't, hadn't read before. And it, it, it just goes to show the power of Jurgen Klopp. And they, again, Fabrizio uh, says it as well, also the power of Michael Edwards in, in deals like this because 
Romano saying that he, he couldn't quite believe when he got the figures through the, the, the Thiago deal, the fact that it was 25 million euros plus bonuses uh, is extraordinary. You know, when we're, we're seeing, talk about Everton, Everton have obviously got a good young defender in Ben Godfrey, but it seems a similar price deal for, for Thiago, who is, you know, one of the best midfielders in the world. So, yeah, he he's Fabrizio was talking all about that deal in this piece, and he was saying that once the details were out there, his iPhone exploded with uh, joyous messages from Liverpool fans, and yeah, that that it, it was the story. It was one of the stories of the summer, wasn't it, Thiago? I think uh, from our perspective, from fans' perspective, I think everyone was just happy that he got a, a nice resolution in the end. Yeah, and also the the amount of followers Fabrizio Romano has added. Uh, yeah, in, interesting and incredible detail in that report. Sticking with transfers then, and alongside Thiago Alcantara joining Liverpool, were the rumours, of course, that Gini Wijnaldum would be joining up with his former Holland boss, Ronald Koeman, at Barcelona. Now, as we report on the Echo, Paul, Koeman's broken his silence on this. Yeah, he's been speaking to... To Dutch media outlet NOS, I think, NOS, sorry if I've uh, absolutely butchered that uh, pronunciation there to any of our Dutch listeners. But yeah, he's been uh, discussing the prospects of signing more Holland internationals. Uh, uh, and he, he said, he was asked, I don't want eight or nine. But in fact, uh, there were a couple of players on his list and one was Wijnaldum. And uh, Wijnaldum kind of admitted as much himself recently in the on international duty where he was saying yeah there was there was some interest there but nothing nothing forthcoming and I, I think a lot to do with a lot of that would have been to do with Barcelona's finances it's well documented that they've had to to let a lot of players go and in terms of incomings there's there's been nowhere near as many and it's certainly there's not been any huge signings over the summer but it given the fact that Koeman's come out and said yeah when Alden was on his list he was his captain at Holland and the fact that when when Alden spoke last week at his press conference I didn't exactly. He said, "I'm I'm staying at Liverpool, yeah, but you know, who knows what happens in the future?" And it's only understandable he says that because, let's face it, in what now, just over two months' time, he could actually begin uh, talking to Barcelona or any other foreign club about a, a move next summer. So, I think it's it, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. And you know, in my mind, it, it may be it may be a viable option for him because he's had a, a great run at Liverpool. He's been one of Klopp's most important players. I think he proved in the Arsenal game why he still is one of Klopp's more important players. But, you know, players do move on and I think he'll be around 30 years of age, uh, 30 year old age by then. It, may, it might be a good move for him to end his career with the time in Barcelona. But, you know, he's been a great servant to Liverpool, I'm sure. Forever, long he, he remains at the club, whether it's the next couple of months or the rest of the season, he'll, he'll do a great job. Yeah, he has been a great player in the, the four years so far he's been at the club. Lastly, before we go, interesting developments over the past four or five days as we referenced at the top regarding perhaps potential future outside investment into Liverpool, primarily linked with a certain moneyball guru, Billy Bean. And there's more seeping out about this potential link-up now in the Wall Street Journal, Paul. Yeah, our mate, Billy Bean. Matt, Matt Addison's mate, Billy Bean. <laughs> he, uh, obviously, no one gets that in joke. Uh, we spoke to him earlier this summer. Well, Matt Addison spoke to him, all credit to Matt, uh, for a podcast which you can find on, on the, the podcast channel or the YouTube channel, just about his interest in, in Liverpool and football analytics and uh, data and his plans. And at the time, he didn't mention about uh, investing into the Fenway Sports Group, which is obviously the company behind Liverpool FC and the Boston Red Sox and why would he but uh, you know it, it was clear that he had a passion for Liverpool and, and and English football and football in general and yeah just to kind of reference what came out over the weekend 
there were reports that Liverpool's principal owners, FSG, uh, are in talks over a huge investment as part of a merger with a company founded by Billy Bean, uh, the Moneyball mogul. And he's obviously an executive of Major League Baseball's Oakland Athletics. And supposedly he and the sports banker called Jerry Cardinale have, have raised seven, $575 million uh, in the hope of purchasing a professional sports franchise. And at the weekend, the Wall Street Journal was saying that they were hoping to acquire a 25% stake, 25% stake in FSG, who obviously own Liverpool FC and Boston Red Sox, as I say. And then that would value FSG at $8 billion and result in the company being listed on the public stock market, you know, in the same way that uh, Liverpool's great rivals, Manchester United, are. So that's the kind of background to the deal. And as you rightly say, uh, alleged deal, I should say. And as you rightly say, Guy, there's been further developments overnight. The Wall Street Journal, another obviously massive American publication, are saying that the uh, proposed deal to take uh, Billy Bean into kind of like the, 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 the FSG family would leave him with a bit of a difficult choice, really, because, as I say, he's the executive of Oakland's athletic baseball team. Uh, and then if he was to become, you know, uh, a shareholder in, in, in FSG, that would leave him with a conflict of interest because obviously one of the Oakland Athletics rivals are the Boston Red Sox. And what the Wall Street Journal are reporting is that to get over that uh, conflict of interest, he would leave the Oakland Athletics completely. Yeah, and then he would become part of Fenway Sports Group. You know, uh, his he's got this special purpose acquisition company. I think they're calling it Red Bull Acquisition Corp. And then they would invest into FSG and yeah, he, he would completely step aside from all his, his, his dealings with the Oakland Athletics and, and baseball. And then his concentration, I imagine, would be on Liverpool and, and European football and whatever uh, entails from that. So it's it it's feels like this one has got legs. It feels like uh, this real there's, there's something to this given the publications that are reporting it. I'm sure the Liverpool Echo will be doing everything it can to, to follow up with it, follow up on it. I know Matt's tried to get in touch with Billy Bean again, given the fact that he obviously had contact with him in the summer. And a uh, bit of a shameless plug here, but uh, later today we'll be speaking to Kieran Maguire, the, uh, the leading football finance expert on a whole range of things. Uh, uh, obviously, this, the pay-per-view deal, that's what's happening at the moment, the, the big picture projects. But a, a first whack of the, the podcast is about this and why FSG would be interested in putting the company, which owns Liverpool and the Red Sox, onto the, the stock market. And then it would allow uh, investors like this uh, this special purpose acquisition company that Billy Bean has helped found to, to, to invest in the club. It's a, it's a really interesting chat. And uh, if you if you if this kind of thing floats your boat or you want to hear about why FSG might be doing this and what the future what you could all need for Liverpool, I definitely recommend listening to it. But yeah, uh, it seems like this is this is something that could be happening. Liverpool haven't commented publicly on it, so until they do, you have to take it with a certain degree of uh, not scepticism, not even pinch of salt, but until it comes out officially, we just have to wait and see. But yeah, given the fact that it's people like the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, uh, who are reporting this, it, it does feel like this could be something that's uh, in the offing. Very, very interesting news there indeed. We'll keep a keen eye on that one. Well, that's all from us now here on the Morning Bulletin. Keep an eye across the Liverpool Echo throughout the course of the day for your latest Liverpool fix. Also, don't forget the link to our twice-daily newsletters also in the description of the podcast. All it takes is your email address in exchange for our top stories, finding you rather than you needing to go searching. Also, keep across the Blood Red podcast platforms wherever it is you get your audio on demand, as well as our dedicated YouTube 
YouTube channel this afternoon as Paul says we've that fascinating chat with football finance expert Kieran Maguire to come on the Premier League's pay-per-view service which comes into effect this weekend the uh, project big picture talk with Liverpool of course at the heart of plans to reshape English football and even more on that Billy Bean story but from Paul Wheelock and myself Guy Clark thanks for joining us here on the Morning Bulletin that's all for now You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.